70 years with KBS World Radio, 70 years of global Korea. Throughout the year, we celebrate the 70th anniversary of KBS World Radio with the voices of our listeners from all over the world. Chào các bạn, mình tên là Trần Văn Thắng. Mình là một giáo viên tiếng Anh, cũng là một giáo viên tiếng Việt, đang sinh sống và làm việc tại Thái Bình của Việt Nam. Hi, my name is John Ban Tang. I live in Taipin in Vietnam and I teach English and Vietnamese. I started listening to KBS World Radio in 2012. KBS World Radio has been introducing me to Korea's economy, culture, society and more, broadening my understanding of the country. Just as I started to think about visiting Korea, I came across an opportunity to go in 2018. During my week-long stay in Korea, I went to various museums and cultural heritage sites. I was deeply impressed by how Korea takes care and respects its cultural assets. Congratulations, KBS World Radio, on your 70th anniversary. Seventy years with KBS World Radio, seventy years of global Korea. KBS World Radio brings Korea to you wherever you are. It's the 16th of February, and welcome to our Thursday edition of Korea 24. I'm your host, Kwon Jang-woo. Prosecutors have requested an arrest warrant for the Democratic Party chief, Lee Jae-myung, over corruption and bribery charges during his time as Hungnam mayor. We'll have full details on this story in our news briefing shortly. The AI chatbot, ChatGPT, has astonished the world in recent months with its human-like interactions and ability to answer any questions. We discuss the potential and dangers of the technology for our end today. And coming up later, we go back to the traditional Korean arts and culture centre of Insadong for Explore Korea. Let's begin Korea 24. Prosecutors have requested an arrest warrant for Democratic Party Chief Lee Jae-myung. Lee stands accused of doling out favours to land developers when he was a mayor of Sangnam, thereby allowing them to reap excessive profits and costing the city hundreds of billions of won in lost income. Our KBS World Radio News editor Koo Hee-jin joins us in the studio now to give us the latest on that and our other headlines of the day. Hee-jin, hello. Hello, jang so this is the first time in the country's uh, modern history that the prosecution has sought to arrest the leader of the main opposition party. First, what can you tell us about the warrant uh, request? Well, prosecutors filed for a warrant for DP chief Lee Jae-myung over his alleged role in the Tejangdong and Wire land development scandals, as well as suspicions of third-party bribery through Songnam's football club. The Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office on Thursday filed for E's warrant on charges of breach of trust, bribery, 
conflict of interest, corruption and concealing profits from a crime during his term as mayor of the Gyeonggi province sit, uh, uh, city of Songnam. The conflict of interest charges are based on allegations that he abused insider information about the Daejangdong project when he was Songnam mayor while pri- uh, helping a private invest- uh, developers such as Kim Mambe reap profits of around 788.6 billion won. He is also charged with a breach of trust for removing a contractual clause for the project that entitled the city government to share of the uh, profits, costing the city developer some 489.5 billion won in dividends between August 2014 and January 2023. He is also suspected of leaking information he came across on the Wire development project while in office to help the uh, private developers earn profits of about 21.1 billion won between November 2013 and January 2018. He, of course, has professed his innocence and expressed his outrage. Uh, how has he and the party responded to this move by the prosecution? Well, he stated that the day's developments only serve as evidence that the Yun Song Yeol dictatorship, as he called, uh, has privatised the prosecution's power to remove a political opponent. He denounced the warrant request, uh, rhetorically asking why on earth he would flee and abandon his family and the people as the leader of the main opposition party. DP floor leader Pakungun also slammed the prosecution, saying that its move to target a former presidential candidate and the main opposition leader suggests that the agency has begun to show its true colours and has declared itself as the vanguard of the administration's dictatorship. The ruling People Power Party interim leader Chong Jin-seok, on the other hand, called for lawmakers of all parties to ratify the arrest, urging them to conscientiously cast their votes when the prosecution hands uh, in its motion to arrest E. The National Assembly Act protects a sitting lawmaker from being arrested while the assembly is in session unless parliament approves or perpetrators are caught in the act. The prosecution is expected to send the motion next Friday, after which it must be put to a vote within 72 hours. Requiring a simple majority of present lawmakers to pass, the motion on E's arrest is expected to fail in the face of the DP's 169-seat majority in the 300-member chamber. Okay, so we will see which way the National Assembly votes in the days to come. In other legal news, prosecutors raided locations linked to the head of the nation's broadcasting watchdog. This is an investigation into alleged assessment manipulation affecting a broadcasting license renewal for a cable TV channel in 2020. So what more can you tell us? Well, the Seoul Northern District Prosecutor's Office on Thursday sent prosecutors and investigators to the Office of Korea Communications Commission Chairman Han Sang-yok, as well as his private residence, to obtain related evidence. Han's mobile phone, vehicle and the office of his chief aide were included in the search warrant, the fourth of the investigation and the first involving Han's office. Prosecutors suspect that the KCC deliberately slashed the evaluation score 
of TV Choson, a right-leaning channel, during its license renewal review under the Liberal Moon Jae-in administration back in 2020. The investigative agency is reportedly probing Han's alleged interference following earlier arrests of two other KCC officials over the case, one of whom was indicted on related charges. An arrest warrant hearing will be held on Friday for the then head of the review panel. Let's turn to other headlines now. South Korea has referred to North Korea as an enemy in its biannual policy paper on Thursday for the first time in six years in an apparent testament to the Yoon Suk-yeol administration's hardline stance against the North. So, Heejin, what else was in this paper? Well, the hostile uh, classification in the 2022 Defence White Plate paper, the Defence Ministry's first, released under the UN administration. This uh, comes after the North defined South Korea as an undoubted enemy in a plenary meeting of the ruling party's Central Committee last December. The paper states that Pyongyang continues to pose a military threat without renouncing its nuclear program, updating its estimate on the amount of plutonium the North uh, possesses to about 70 kilograms, along with a considerable amount of highly enriched uranium. Meanwhile, the policy book described Japan as a close neighbour for the first time since 2018, in line with Seoul's move to improve bilateral security ties. In other news, transaction prices of apartments in Seoul posted a record fall of over 20% last year, due largely to rising interest rates. So can you break down the figures for us? Well, according to the Korea Real Estate Board, on Thursday, the actual uh, transaction prices of apartment units in the capital city dropped 22.09% in 2022, the biggest margin since the agency began compiling related data in 2006. Transaction prices fell every month in 2022, with the exception of March, April and June, when expectations rose over real estate deregulation under a new administration. The nation's actual apartment transaction price index also dropped at a record rate last year of 16.84%. In other news, US President Joe Biden is reportedly planning to host President Yoon Sung-yeol at a state dinner at the White House this spring. What can you tell us? Well, Bloomberg News cited sources familiar on the matter uh, on Wednesday saying that preparations for the visit and state dinner are underway. The sources reportedly said that the visit is tentatively planned for late April, but that timing remains fluid. A high-ranking official from Seoul told uh, reporters the previous day at the uh, South Korean embassy in Washington that close consultations are ongoing. However, the presidential office in Seoul said nothing has been decided. And finally, following a viral popularity of the AI chatbot ChatGPT, the second Vice Minister of Science and ICT of Korea, Park Yun-gyu, has vowed to come up with the direction for the country regarding a revolutionary development as early as the end of this month. Can you tell us more? Well, at an opening ceremony of the Research Data Centre of the AI Innovation Hub at the Seoul campus of Korea University on Wednesday, Park said the ministry is collating ideas to respond to the breakneck advances in technology. This comes as the ministry previously announced a plan to commercialise advanced AI semiconductors by 2030 as part of the country's plan to build a world-class AI research network. That's all for our news briefing today. Thank you for those updates. Thank you.
In recent months, the artificial intelligence language model ChatGPT has experienced a surge in popularity, with its ability to generate human-like responses and engage in natural language conversations. ChatGPT has been adopted in various fields, from customer service to language translation. However, concerns have also been raised about the potential misuse of the technology, particularly in spreading misinformation. At this point, we should let our listeners know that this introduction was in fact written by ChatGPT, prompted by our team to demonstrate what it's capable of, to explore this new tool and how our uh, other AI chatbots will transform industries and affect our lives down the road. We are joined in the studio now by adjunct professor. Uh, Meng Yunho from the College of Science and Industry Convergence at Ihua Women's University. Professor, hello, and thank you for being on the show today. Uh, hello, uh, this is Yunho Meng. Um, I want I want to emph- emphasize that the opinion uh, I express uh, I express are uh, solely my own and are not influenced by any of my current or past affiliation. Yeah, indeed. Okay, yeah. with that, uh, can you basically introduce? Uh, chat GPT for us. It seems like a remarkable tool, but what is it exactly and how does it work? Uh, chat GPT is a state-of-art software service powered by a large-scale language model that comes close to simulating general-purpose artificial intelligence. Uh, by communicating with Chat GPT via text-based chat, uh, we can ask for a specific task and receive the most appropriate answer. Um, while there have been other text-based chatbots like uh, Google's Dialogflow, um, Amazon Lex, and IBM Watson Assistant, uh, ChatGPT stands out by delivering high-quality answers without uh, requiring uh, custom training. Uh, it's more than uh, just a chatbot. It's a virtual assistant that can perform almost any task you can imagine. Okay, so it gives high-quality answers. That's the difference between past chatbots. And as you said, it's so proficient, it seems like we can use it as a virtual assistant. With that, can you explain a bit more? What can we do with ChatGPT? What can it be used for? Uh, We can use ChatGPT as an advanced technology that is capable of answering uh, various types of questions through text-based interactions. It is designed designed to excel in many fields uh, based on text such as writing and coding. Uh, in fact, uh, ChatGPT can perform better than humans in certain tasks, um, such as generating essays based on limited information uh, or writing academic assignments. Moreover, uh, it can write a code which helps developers uh, save valuable time and energy. Uh, as more people discover its capabilities, new and exciting applications for ChatGPT are emerging, making it even more versatile. Okay, so that aspect about writing code, I think, is interesting as well. According to reports, ChatGPT reached 100 million monthly active users in January, just two months after its public launch. To put that into perspective, it took the social media app TikTok roughly nine months after its global launch to build the same uh, user base and Instagram about two and a half years. So why do you think it has seen such an explosion in popularity? What do you think has made this uh, chatbot stand out? Because it's not the first chatbot we've seen before, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think it's user experience and quality. 
Uh, ChatGPT is a unique service that stands out from other chatbots. Uh, it is designed to provide a user experience that feels like a talking to a real person, uh, thanks to its context awareness uh, and ability to remember the previous part of the conversation. Uh, sometimes it can provide an answer to uh, philosophical or emotional questions that might take a human a long time to answer. So plus, uh, it's unique user experience. Um, ChatGPT uh, has extensive data learning capability uh, that allow it to provide accurate answer to specialized language knowledge questions. Uh, this can help users discover new information uh, they might have missed in the past. Overall, uh, the ChatGPT offers an unfettered uh, user experience that is unlike anything else currently available. Um, ChatGPT's GPT model is different from previous AI model. Um, while traditional AI models are designed for specific purpose and require each complex uh, neural network architecture, uh, ChatGPT's model was designed designed as a central large-scale language model. Mm. Um, this linguistic foundation allowed the model to perform a wide variety of tasks beyond its original purpose without custom training. Uh, this ability to multitask uh, with high quality uh, has allowed us to create endless applications and gain a large number of users. Sure, it's that linguistic functionality which I think is important, which has, as you said, allowed people to even ask philosophical and emotional questions. Yeah, sure. And it brings mm -hmm. back uh, quite interesting, uh, coherent answers. But we've been talking about how remarkable it is, but there are limitations, right? Yeah. Um, there have been questions about whether um, ChatGPT has a consciousness like a human, but it does not. Mm. Uh, ChatGPT is based on a GPT model that uses a lot of training data to generate the answers. Uh, when give a sentence uh, on AI model predict the most likely uh, next letter, letter and continues the answer. This process is so natural that people sometimes mistake it for cons consciousness. However, the naturalness of the responses does, doesn't always guarantee their accuracy. Achieving high level of accuracy in the large language model is challenging, uh, which is uh, why OpenAI uh, has made ChatGPT available to the public uh, and is actively collecting feedback to improve its responses over time. Some users uh, have reported limitations in ChatGPT's ability, such as uh, not keeping up with the latest information and not being able to perform simple math cal calculation. However, um, these limitations are not inherent inherit to the technology itself. OpenAI can update ChatGPT with the latest information and mm. add calculators to enhance its capabilities. Uh, what can we expect from uh, ChatGPT in the future? Uh, with so many people using it now, uh, we can anticipate further uh, refinement to the model and an increase in the, its accuracy over time. Nonetheless, it's uh, important to remember that uh, ChatGPT is still a tool that needs human guidance and feedback to improve uh, its performance.
Right, it is a tool. As you said, accuracy is a key issue. Of course, there will continue to be updates, but that is,、uh, I guess, a concern.、Uh, who's leading the AI chatbot race at the moment?、Uh, as we said, ChatGPT, it seems to、uh, be leading the race, but、uh, there are other players getting involved. I understand that Google released its own、uh, chatbot Bard as well recently.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure.、Um, when it comes to artificial intelligence, there are a few big players to keep an eye on. Often AI, Microsoft, and Google are all making waves in the tech industry.、Uh, Often AI, a foundation、uh, co-founded by Elon Musk,、uh, create ChatGPT,、uh, a popular language model that has uh, garnered uh, attention. Uh, Microsoft uh, has invested over $10 billion in Open AI and has integrated. Uh, integrated ChatGPT into its search engine being. Sure. Yeah, giving them an advantage in utilizing the technology.、Uh, Google is also a major player in AI,、uh, which much of the AI architecture used by OpenAI、uh, being founded、um, in Google's research papers. Although、uh, Google has not yet released the on Language model similar to ChatGPT,、um, but、um, they introduce a service called Bard、uh, that aim to accomplish, accomplish similar goals. While the initial public version of Bard、uh, did not live up to expectation,、um, we can anticipate more updates and improvements in the future、uh, as these companies、uh, continues to、uh, shape the field of AI.、Uh, it's important to keep on. Watch for eyes on their development. Yes, there does seem to be a race to improve the technology and see who can make the best chatbot.、Uh, how far have Korean companies、uh, come in making AI chatbots?、Um, Naver and Kakao、uh, have been developing large-scale language model.、Um, Naver announced Hyperclover, and it's some of the research result has been presented at a top global conferences. The conference on neural information processing. The Kakao has released its GPT-3 based based KUGPT as an open source project on GitHub and as an API service.、Uh, when it comes to、um, Korean language models, both companies have made impressive strides and have shown better performance in certain tasks. Uh, compared to ChatGPT,、um, however, in terms of problem-solving abilities、uh, across different languages,、uh, we anticipate that it may take some time for them to catch up to ChatGPT due to uh, vast um, differences in the amount of training parameters. Sure, but、uh, I understand that these、uh, companies will have advantage in creating Korean language models. Obviously.、Uh, Other companies,、uh, they're not Korean companies, so they might not have the database for Korean language. But understand that at least for Korean companies, they have an advantage when it comes to creating Korean language、uh, chatbots. Meanwhile, we have to talk about this.、Uh, ChatGPT、uh, obviously it can create、uh, human-like text and make it seem like it's、uh, human, but、uh, there are concerns, especially in the field of academics, as the tool could be used to perhaps cheat on exams or assignments.、Uh, in the U.S., a great number of school districts are already choosing to ban ChatGPT due to cheating concerns. What should we be considering here? What concerns are there, and how can、uh, we protect ourselves against people using this techno- technology maliciously? 
Um, let's see. Uh, in the future, the use of the ChatGPT in the school seems to be a topic with two sizes: those who prohibit it and those who utilize it. ChatGPT can be considering cheating uh, when used for simple homework uh, submission. Uh, to address this issue, uh, OpenAI is working on a solution to watermark text uh, generated by ChatGPT for identification purposes. Um, despite this, I believe that in the long term, uh, we will gradual, gradually move toward utilizing ChatGPT due to its great convenience and usefulness. As a result, uh, the type of ev uh, evaluations done at home, such as submitting simple assignment, uh, will change to uh, in-person quiz uh, or presentation. Uh, universities universities um, will use begin to teach students how to use ChatGPT effectively. For example, the student can focusing on a new idea or task that are not in the large language models training data. While the ChatGPT can handle the last, the student uh, can create hypothesis, uh, set up the experiment, and collect data, and then um, turn it into a well-written report with the help of ChatGPT. Uh, however, um, it is more challenging than expected to assign the task to ChatGPT. Uh, while ChatGPT can provide answer in less than 30 seconds, uh, it can take a, a lot of time to get ChatGPT to produce the desired answer. Mm. People need to learn how to ask ChatGPT the right questions which is called it the prompt engineering. Right. Yeah. Uh, universities uh, can support students uh, in the developing their skill in prompt engineering and help them utilize their ability effectively. By doing so, we can effect a great educational synergy effect. Even with our introduction, we had to give it a few prompts to get it the desired introduction that we wanted. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you do need to play around with it a little bit. So the, there is concern, as you said, with uh, accuracy as well. Even for us, when we were writing the introduction, when we asked it to write an intro about ChatGPT, it initially said that the platform had seen a huge popularity over the last year. But I know that it's only been released publicly a few months ago. So when I asked about that, it actually apologized and corrected itself. Uh, so if I didn't know that it had been launched three months ago, I would have wrongly thought ChatGPT uh, had been around for a year. So clearly, accuracy is an issue that still needs to be overcome. Yeah. Finally, Professor, I mean, how do you see AI chatbots perhaps fitting into people's lives? What opportunities do you see? Um, I um, acknowledge that uh, there will be a job that are replaced by artificial intelligence, uh, even though uh, I would prefer to say otherwise, um, in fact, uh, people were concerned about blue-collar jobs uh, would be uh, main targets of replacement by AI. But today, uh, it is more likely to affect the white-collar jobs that involve generating mm. data uh, as a part of their work. Um, however, uh, it is also important to note that uh, new jobs will be created uh, as a result of these technological advances. Uh, one profession uh, that is likely to be impacted as software development. Um, as a developer myself, uh, I know that the ChatGPT, for example, um, was created by 
a team of developers and AI researchers. Um, ChatGPT is capable of replacing some entry-level developers and can help us company maintain their productivity even after laying off some of their staff. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the future of development profession itself is not blink. Um, as, as we will likely see a greater uh, polarization uh, between developers who leverage um, ChatGPT to maximize their productivity sure. and those who not. Um, there are also professions that require a vast amount of memorization to provide service, and some of their tasks can be replaced by AI. However, uh, this does not mean uh, that all jobs will be replaced. Only certain tasks are within specific professions. Um, in the U.S., for example, ChatGPT um, uh, has already passed doctor licensing and bar exams. Sure. Yeah, AI assistants <clears throat> like ChatGPT can perform certain tasks, such as searching for similar cases and patient right. cases. Well. Professor, we're going to have to leave mm -hmm. it there, but ChatGPT, chatbots, they've caused excitement and worry. It does look like the future has arrived, though. We can't go back and we have to, I guess, adapt and respond to it to make it work for us rather than uh, mm -hmm. mislead us. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. We'll be speaking to the adjunct professor, uh, Meng Yun-ho from Ihua Women's University. We appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the Korea24 Stock and Forex Update. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 47.58 points, or 1.96% on Thursday, to close the day at 2,475.48. The tech-heavy KOSDAQ also rose, gaining 19.25 points, or 2.51%, to close at 784.71. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 2.61 against the US dollar, closing the day at 1,284.81. You can check Korean stock and forex closings at world.kbs.co.kr. We continue on now to Korea Trending, our daily segment rounding up some of the other news headlines that have been trending online today. And for that, we have joining us in the studio Diane, new to bring us those stories. Diane, hello. It's good to see you. Hello, Jango. It's always good to be here. Okay, so what topics do you have for us today? Today, we'll first talk about how a missing girl who was lured by a man in his 50s was found after several days. Her story had been making waves online since earlier this week. Mm. Next, we'll talk about a case where a social media influencer lost consciousness after smoking an e-cigarette a man had given her. Third, we'll finish today's Korea Trending with unfortunate news from the entertainment world as we find out which K-pop girl group is disbanding. Okay, let's start with that first story then, a disturbing case indeed. Can you tell us more? Right. When we were young, our parents would tell us never to follow strangers on the street, even if they offer sweets. But what happens if that takes place online? That's what happened to an elementary school student who went missing in Kangwon province, east of Seoul. It was found that a man in his 50s approached the child through social media. According to the Chuncheon Police Station on Thursday, an elementary school student who had been missing for several days was found in a warehouse in Chungju City around 11.30 on Wednesday. At the scene, the police apprehended a male suspect in his 50s who is believed to have kidnapped or lured a girl. 
Yes, so she was eventually found in a warehouse some 180 kilometers from where she started. Right. Uh, the communication between the suspect and the child, as you said, began on uh, social media, right? That's correct. It's been found that the suspect approached the girl by sending messages such as, I will buy you delicious food and let's be friends via social media. After building a close relationship online, it seems like the man invited the girl to Chungju, where he lives. The child took a cab to Chuncheon Intercity Bus Terminal late last Friday night and boarded a bus bound for Seoul. Afterward, her cell phone signal was cut off near Chamsil subway station in the Songpa district in the southeastern part of the capital city. The next day, her family filed a missing persons report with the police and the police launched an investigation. Yes, but as you said, thankfully she was found. How did the police find her in the end? Uh, on Tuesday night, the missing girl sent a message to her mother and shared her location saying, I am in Chungju and it's scary. Accordingly, the police obtained a warrant to track the location of her cell phone and were able to find the girl in a warehouse. The police said the girl is showing no physical problems but is receiving counseling for symptoms of mental anxiety. The police are investigating the man on charges of kidnapping or luring others under his control through violence or threats. Yes, well, thankfully, she has not suffered any physical harm, it seems. But who knows what happened during those five days. Uh, There are also a lot more questions that need to be answered about how he was able to communicate with her initially, how an Mm 11-year-old girl was able to travel that far without anyone asking any questions, and what the man had planned for this girl as well. Mm -hmm. A very disturbing case indeed that could have uh, ended far more tragically. Let's uh, move on to our next story. And again, it's a rather unsettling story. Right. A man in his 20s who tricked a woman in her 30s, an influencer, into inhaling drugs by telling her that it was an e-cigarette, was arrested by the police. The Seoul Suseol police station announced on Wednesday that it is investigating a man on charges of handing over an e-cigarette containing narcotic substances to a woman at her home in Seoul's Gangnam district on February 7th. After taking two puffs of the e-cigarette, the woman felt something wrong with her body. Uh, Then she called the police, who carried out an emergency arrest on the man at the scene. What do we know about the suspect so far? It's been investigated that the man approached the victim, saying that he was a fan and kept in touch to build a relationship. And on the day of the incident, the victim said that she welcomed the suspect to her home in Yoksam neighborhood without much suspicion as they had been communicating online. During an interview with KBS, the victim said, quote, When I inhaled the e-cigarette, I couldn't breathe. I was suffering so much that I thought it would be easier just to die. Then I passed out, end quote. She added that when she came to her senses a few hours later, she was bleeding and her skirt was up, and she noticed that she had suffered multiple injuries, including bruises all over her body and cuts on her back. Right, so it wasn't just the fact that she felt something wrong with her. You're saying that she actually lost consciousness and might have suffered from some sort of abuse or assault Mm -hmm. while she was knocked out as well. That is, again, disturbing. Has the, sus- has the suspect said anything to the police during the investigation? Well, the man admitted, has admitted to putting a liquid cartridge containing narcotic ingredients into an e-cigarette. However, neither of them tested positive in a simple drug test. The test can identify only some drugs uh, such as methamphetamine, marijuana and morphine, and substances may not be detected depending on the elapsed time after administration. The police have requested a detailed evaluation from the National Forensic Service 
and are also investigating whether the woman was a victim of a sexual crime based on her statement. The results of the drug test are expected to come out next week at the earliest, and the police plan to conduct additional investigations on the two as soon as the results come out. Okay, so it seems further investigation is needed for now. Right. Let's uh, move on to our final story. Uh, some news from the entertainment world, right? Right. The K-pop girl group Brave Girls, who rose to the top of the music charts in 2021 with the song "Rollin," are parting ways with its company, Brave Entertainment. Brave Entertainment announced on Thursday that the exclusive contracts of all four members, Minyoung, Yujung, Eunji, and Yuna, will end today. The company added that the group will finish its activities by releasing its last song, Goodbye. Well, that's a shame to hear. For our listeners who may not know, can you tell us a bit more about their story? Brave Girls officially debuted in 2011 with the production of a, the star composer and CEO of the agency Brave Brothers. The group remained out of the spotlight and had a number of changes, such as three of the original members leaving the group, with the additional of new members. The current four members have been part of the group since February 2016. So, as you can see, at first it wasn't a smooth start. Members changed, and the songs didn't seem to get a lot of clicks. So, Brave Girls were on the verge of disbanding until Rollin. Originally released in March 2017, started to become popular in 2021. Okay, so how did a song that was released back in 2017? Get popular after four years. The song's popularity started when a video of Brave Girls' various performances of "Rollin'" in front of Korean soldiers was uploaded. The chemistry between the soldiers and the girls was massive, creating a lot of buzz on social media. Mm. The song climbed to number one on all Korean music charts and led to Brave Girls' first ever music show trophy on March 2000, March 14, 2021, being dubbed as the Icon of Hope. And since then, the group has been actively appearing. In various entertainment programs, with the members being recognized for their singing skills when they participated in a girl group survival program last year. However, their solo concert was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic at the end of last year, and since then, it was just time for the members to prepare their goodbyes. So their story ends here, but their hit "Rollin" video will be with us forever. Yeah, so it was a rare case where it was completely fan-led, really, and the mm-hmm. success was not designed or created. Right. We certainly hope that the members continue to enjoy success in their own rights, mm-hmm. and uh, we look forward to seeing what they do next. Right. We'll wrap it up there for career trending today. Thank you for those stories, Diane, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Next up, it's Explore Korea, our weekly segment discovering more about the cultural, historical, and travel highlights that the country has to offer. This week, we have our travel explorer and local tour guide, Hannah Roberts, with us once again. Hannah, it's uh, great to see you back in your usual seat. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. Yes, Hannah. So, uh, what do you have for us today? Today we are going back to basics, and I'm taking us to one of the top spots in Seoul for first timers in Korea to visit, and that is the neighborhood of Insadong. Mm. Now I use the word basic, but Insadong is certainly not simple or boring. It does not mean basic in that sense. Indeed. <laughs> and so while it's popular for newbies in Seoul, 
It's just as good for people who have lived here for a long time as well. In fact, it's one of my favourite areas in Seoul to wander around and discover all of the new and old things that are hidden down its many alleyways. Sure, it's definitely an area that's worth revisiting because there's plenty to uh, discover and rediscover as well. Uh, And as with many places in Korea, things change quite fast uh, as well. So there's... uh, Plenty to see. Uh, going back to basics, as you said, uh, why is Insadong so popular? So Insadong is famously known to be the centre of traditional Korean culture in Seoul. So it's a great stop for people to make in the first few days of their trip to Korea mm. to, you know, kind of get a real feel for the place. But to understand why, I think it's quite useful to know some history of the area. So, uh, during the Joseon dynasty, Insadong was an area made up of two separate districts called In Ansa, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which comprised several governmental administrative districts, including Dohwawon, which was the government office for paintings and drawings that managed all the paintings and woodworks that were made for the royal palaces. Right. It was also home to Joseon government officials and their families, but that was until the Japanese occupation when they were forced to uh, move out and their belongings were sold. So at that time, it became a place for antiques trades. And uh, and then since the end of the Korean War, the neighbourhood has slowly developed into the arts and culture centre that we know it as today. Right, yes. So in the 1960s and 70s, Insadong was a shopping hub for antiques and was home to hundreds of art galleries, over 200 or so. Uh, now, over time, some of these antique stores and galleries you know, made their homes elsewhere. And traditional tea shops moved into the area and were often frequented by famous artists during their visits to Insadong. I see. So uh, we can see from its history that Insadong is important in the world of uh, traditional Korean art and antiques. Mm -hmm. And that history is still seen in the district. Uh, That's one of the reasons why it's so popular nowadays too, right? Yeah, that's right. Insadong, while presenting as quite a touristy area these days, is still beloved for its significance and lasting importance in the world of Korean art. Mm. It's home to over 90% of calligraphy and traditional painting brush shops in the country, as well as over 100 art galleries and handmade pottery, antiques and other independent handicraft stores. It's where lots of travellers go to buy their souvenirs too, Mm. uh, to visit tea houses, of which some are the oldest in the whole of Seoul. And to also experience traditional Korean culture in the form of clothing, art, food, even street performances. Right. So in other words, a visit to Insadong is on top of the list for anyone looking to take in some of the rich uh, historical culture that Korea has to offer. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, then, uh, where can you recommend people to visit during their time in Insadong? There are so many places in Insadong worth visiting, you know, it's... It was very difficult to choose where to recommend. But I've chosen just a few places to tell people about today, covering art, tea and shopping. You know, probably the top three things that people go to to Insadong for. Okay, let's start with art then. Where should we go to check that out? One of the most popular art spots in Insadong and well-loved by both locals and visitors to Seoul is the Kyungin Museum of Fine Art, made up of several exhibition halls, one of which is constructed in the style of a hanok, which is a traditional Korean house. Mm. This art gallery exhibits works by up-and-coming living artists with exhibitions changing as frequently as every week, uh, as well as selling works from exhibiting artists in the gallery shop. There is also a tea house on the grounds called Taiwan Traditional Tea House, which offers 15 different types of tea. And the gallery also often hosts special events and performances too. 
Okay, so the Kyungin Museum of Fine Art that hits two birds with one stone, really. Mm -hmm. Art and tea, yeah. like you mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's not the only place that you can find good tea. Uh, Insodong is full of tea houses. But whether you're a tea lover or just have a sweet tooth, you can find a place any place that fits you. Mm. Uh, Insodong has everything. <laughs> a Hanok tea house where you can enjoy the beauty of Korean architecture or decades old places where a huge selection of teas and traditional drinks are served, as well as dessert places where you can have season seasonal treats such as shaved ice in the summer and red bean porridge in the cold winter. Yes, red bean porridge really <laughs> warms you up during the winter days. I definitely want to check out uh, uh, while we have our last few winter days oh, uh, yeah. uh, as uh, the spring is approaching. So a great place to take a rest after walking around art galleries all morning. Now, uh, now that we're fed and watered, where <laughs> do you suggest we go shopping? So the main street of Insodong is full of shops for people to spend their money at. But what I recommend people shop in Insodong for specifically is uh, pottery. Mm. Uh, it might cost a little bit more in this neighbourhood because of the kinds of people that visit, you know, tourists. But there is a huge selection of tea sets, dishes, cups, alcohol decanters and other decorations and trinkets that you won't be able to find in a lot of the other parts of Seoul. Right. It's also a great area for buying traditional art supplies such as brushes and inks, as well as the traditional Korean mulberry paper called hanji. Uh, lots of people also go to Insodong to have their dojang made. Now, that's a traditional stamp that's used in the place of a signature here. Mm. Um, and that can serve as a really nice, unique gift or souvenir for yourself even. Uh, Insodong is also a popular spot for buying hanbok and hanbok-style clothing. And if you visit the area, you should keep an eye out for the copious amounts of art stores and craft stalls, uh, selling works by independent small artists. One such place that is great for shopping these small businesses is a big shopping complex called Samjigil. Right. So in other words, keep your wallet handy. Yes. Uh, whether buying a gift or something for your home, you're bound to find something there. Oh, yeah. Any last tips for Insodong? Insodong is a fairly small neighbourhood, but is densely packed with all sorts of different places to visit, you know, restaurants to bars, to concert and even nightlife venues. Some other famous spots in the area are Jogesa Temple, Unhyeonggung uh, Royal Residence and Tapgol Park. It's also surrounded by other very popular sites and neighbourhoods well worth visiting during a trip to the area. So, you know, whether you're new or old to the city, there will be something in mm. Insodong that you haven't seen yet. And so, you know, I recommend either researching the area before you go to see what's new or what suits you best. Or, you know, just take a walk down a random street and discover firsthand the gems hidden away among Insodong's many alleyways. I also recommend as well taking a look at the street signs in Insadong because in that particular street of Seoul, uh, it's where you can see the most street signs which are written in Hangul, in Korean alphabet, where which you won't see in other parts of Seoul. Sure, right. As you said, it's a, it's a place that you can keep returning to yes. and... Uh, You'll like to keep finding. You're likely to keep finding something new there as well, either in Insadong or uh, the areas surrounding there. So it's worth making a visit uh, to uh, Insadong regularly. I mm -hmm, feel definitely. Finally, can you give us uh, tips on how to get there? There is a public car park at the top of Main Insadong Street, but if you're going by public transport, then I recommend taking the subway. The main street can be accessed out of Anguk Station on Line Three, leaving from Exit Six, or by taking the subway to Chongno Samga, that's Chongno 3 gas station, on lines 1, 3 and 5. 
and then leaving that station at exit one and walking straight until you find the entrance to the main street opposite Tapgol Park. Okay, that's where we'll wrap it up for this edition of Explore Korea, Hannah. It was uh, good to see you again. Take care and we'll talk to you again next time. Talk to you next time. Did you enjoy this segment? You can discover more segments like this throughout the week on Korea 24. On Monday, we bring you news from the world of sports around the peninsula. Then on Tuesday, notable guests from various fields join us and give us insight into their lives and work. Are you a fan of books? Then tune in on Wednesday for Korea Book Club, where our book critic helps us unpack works by Korean authors or written on Korea. Go on an adventure with us every Thursday as we take a look at Korea's hidden gems with Explore Korea. And on Friday, listen to what our film critics have to say about the latest movie releases from both home and abroad. We have all that you need, all in one place, on Korea 24. We've come to our closing segment now, Morning Edition Preview, where we take a look at some interesting features or reports coming out in tomorrow's newspapers, namely the Korea Times and the Korea Herald. And for that, we have returning our <laughs> staff editor, Richard Larkin. Once again, Richard, hello. It's good to see you. Welcome back. Hello. Good to be back. Yes, it's good to have you back with us. So, Richard, what have you brought for us today? Well, first, we head to Kwak Yun-soo's article in the weekend section of the Korea Times. It's about Lee Sung-chul, a professor of art at Dongduk Women's University, who has been carrying on the 2,000-year-old tradition of hanji. For our listeners who may not know, Hanji is a traditional Korean paper that is made from a mulberry trees in a bark. The article takes a look at the artist's life and his upcoming solo exhibition that will be held in Italy. Yes, so Hanji, before we uh, find out more about the exhibition, can you give us a brief background on E and his work with Hanji? Sure. E was born in 1964 and his love for Hanji started in 1984. While at graduate school, he wrote a thesis about the paper's influence on Korean art. The article mentions that E travelled across the country in search for hanji-making practitioners at the time. But he realised that hanji culture had become forgotten in the late 1980s. OK, so that's when he decided to take it on himself then, to try and carry on the tradition of uh, making this type of paper. Exactly. Despite a number of obstacles, E was recognised as a hanji artist over time, wrote a book about the process and even gave lectures at art workshops and museums around Europe. Right, so he's been uh, keeping the craft of hanji making alive then. Yes. So can you tell us more about the exhibition then? So from February 22nd, he will be holding his solo hanji relief exhibition in Life and Hanji at the Korean Cultural Centre in Rome, Italy. The article says that many of the artist's works will be on display, such as a moon jar, a cabinet used to store clothes and a bookshelf. He also created sculptures of religious figures such as Jesus Christ and the Virgin Mary. The exhibition won't only be held in Italy, as the artist will tour Austria, Germany and France. He will then head to the United States. Yes, uh, we've even talked about on the show before how Hanji has become a very useful material in helping restore artworks. Yes. And that even the Louvre has used it to help restore works. So hopefully uh, with uh, people like him, he we can continue to keep this uh, craft alive, really. It looks like a good future for hanji making. Yes. Uh, let's move on to our second story. What do you have for us? Next, we have some movie news. According to Kim Dassel's article in the culture section of the Korea Herald, the Florence Korean Film Festival will take place in March in Italy. 
The article tells us all we need to know about the festival. I believe this festival is held in Italy every year with a focus on introducing Korean cinema to Europe, right? It is, since 2011. This year, the festival will be held from March 30th until April 7th in the city of Florence and around the Tuscany region. Screenings of 29 feature films, 41 short films and several special events will take place during the eight days. To open the festival, the period war film Hansan Rising Dragon will be screened. This is a film that depicts a battle in the year 1592 that was led by Admiral In Soon Shin. The director Kim Han Min and the actor Pa Kail will actually meet the audience before screening. Right, so a big historical blockbuster to kick off the festival. Uh, are there any other notable events uh, during the events? Well, do you remember last week we talked about how the director Bong Joon-ho will hold a masterclass in France? Well, it looks like he is on a bit of a European tour. That's because Bong will take part in another masterclass in Florence, in the film festival. This is the first time in 12 years that the director will attend the festival, and it seems like a good opportunity for young filmmakers. Yes, he seems to be on a bit of a European tour, as you said, after wrapping up uh, filming for his latest film, Mickey 17. Mm. I believe that's uh, now in post-production. So I'm really excited about seeing that film. But in the meantime, those in Florence will get a chance to appreciate his previous works uh, soon then. That's where we'll wrap it up. Richard, thank you for those stories. It's great to have you back, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. And that's where we close out our show today. Join us again tomorrow for our Friday edition of Career 24 with Movie Spotlight and Weekly Economy Review, as well as the latest headlines, of course. Till then, we hope you have a great day. I've been your host, Kwon Jang-ho, and thank you, as always, for listening. Goodbye. World Radio offers all you need to know on Korea through its various programs. Tune into One Fine Day with Lena Park and join the K-pop diva for two fine hours every weekday. Are you into the latest K-pop tracks? Then K-pop Connection is your fix. Brian Ju brings you the best of K-pop and K-culture. On Korea 24, host Kwon Jang-ho helps listeners digest all the biggest stories coming out of South Korea. Keep up with what's happening on the peninsula by listening to Korea 24. Learn about Korean folktales on Mondays with global audiobook, Once Upon a Time in Korea. If you're a bookworm, don't miss Books on Demand, a program that introduces Korean literature to the global audience every Tuesday. Our Wednesday program, Korea Today and Tomorrow, provides news on the latest diplomatic developments in and around the Korean peninsula. Want to go deeper than K-pop? Sounds of Korea takes a closer look at various traditional music every Thursday. KBS World Radio is your go-to channel for all things Korea. Tune in!
KBS World Radio.